Well, gentlemen, good to see everybody. Jonathan, here we are, buddy. We are back. We Dude, are we, back. We have been it's, on a long hiatus. Yeah, a so long first hiatus. Off, People probably thought we stopped doing this <laughs> They're like, did that, did that guy fall out of a tree? The one guy with the long hair that went live? No, folks, he I did. am still here. <laughs> <laughs> I am still here. We wheeled you in on, uh, you know. Although. You, you have an IV bag right now, but you're alive. Well, and that tree job I got stuck on last week, I about wanted to put myself through the chipper. How many cats have you saved at this point? Uh, well, I've saved my neighbor's cat twice. <laughs> and then I saved a cat. When was that, Robbie? About I called both of y'all. By Did the way, they, I'm in studio with my brother, Jonathan and I's yes, brother here. We invited uh, our Robbie, other... go ahead and introduce yourself, and we'll get back to the cat story. Hello. <laughs> it's Robbie. You might have remembered me from the Bigfoot story. The Bigfoot yes, right. story. That's right. The yes, Halloween that's right. The Halloween. You were the inaugural episode. I was the inaugural. I was the inaugural guest on the inaugural episode. Is it episode. me, or is Halloween just not even seem that far away anymore? By the time we hit this point, it's like I go to bed, and I just wake up, boom, and it's October. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's, it uh, goes really fast. The years flown by, but back to the cat thing. Three cats, two cats total, and then Do these uh, and people then, pay you for your, these cats. Well, yeah, this the last cat I saved was actually pretty dramatic. That that sucker, she <laughs> told, she was like, you know, I'm thinking, okay, forty feet, no big deal, I'll settle on. Dude, I get there and this cat is literally like seventy feet up in this little poplar, and I'm like, I'm like holding my saddle, I'm looking up, I'm like. Oh boy. And I'm like, man, I mean, it just like kept going. Is this the one where the cat tried to jump? The cat, well, so the, what happened was I normally, and forgive me for any arborists are listening, this was like just a trash poplar. And I was like, I'm not even going to be able to. A if poplar I tried, is a tree for. Yeah, <laughs> poplar. Oh, that's right. Don't Thank know you. What it is. And I was well, like, man, if I set a line in this, <laughs> it's going to like scare the cat even more. I said, screw it. And I just grabbed my spikes and spiked up there. So I put my, you know, shield down. So of course, you know, today in modern era, everybody's filming it. Oh, the tree guy's here to save the cat. So there's like 20 people out here on a Saturday. This cat is not having it. I mean, it is not coming down. And I'm like, this is great. And this cat falls seven feet. It's going to be flopping around. And then people are screaming and my cat. Children are watching. You know, Saturday. The mayor was there. The mayor was there. (laughs) So everybody's got their cell phones out. And the teenagers are like, you got this, dude. And I just want to be like, please stop talking. The adults are working. That's, that's, that's what I wanted to say. Is this the closest you ever felt like to a superhero? It was you're, pretty close. You're the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man rescuing the cat. So I guess for, for the people who have never climbed trees, this might put it in perspective. I'm at about 60 feet on a two by four. <laughs> Spiked in on that. If that kind of gives anybody a perspective. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> it was a little terrifying. <laughs> Not so, my cup of tea. So I got the cat up there and then all of a sudden I was like, Oh Lord Jesus, you got to help me get this cat in this pillowcase because that sucker was trying. That was to, my idea, by the way. That sucker was trying <laughs> to tear me up. Was seriously, your idea? Yeah, yeah. I told him grab a pillowcase. Oh try man, and I shove mean, it, it was there. trying to claw me in the face. I'm sitting here wrestling around the trees, moving Jonathan. the winds. I want you to you tie it up and then tie it onto your belt like a. Well, that's exactly what I did. I tied <laughs> it onto my saddle and came down. And when I got down, it was just like impulsion. I just like lifted my hands up like this, and everybody. <laughs> I was like Nixon, you know, waving goodbye to all his supporters. <laughs> so, were they like, were they like, dude, yeah. they were cheering. There's 20 people. They're like, yeah, dude, they're clapping. I thought they were going to carry That's me awesome. off singing. For and I tell you, Jonathan and Robbie, he's a jolly in that fella. moment, I was Superman. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> without the powers. No, that's right. Without the John powers the, and out the everybody like you remember the Batman vs Super movie where he like lands and like everybody like paws out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're just like standing there stoic. Everybody's just laying their hands on you. Thank just you, Mister, for arborist. saving my cat. No problem, Lois. See, but it could have ended up. Like Daffy Duck and, you know, the Tasmanian Devil, yes. where James just comes down completely or, uh, clawed to shreds. It did, it yes. did catch me pretty good on the <laughs> just, arm. You just see all this commotion, you know, the dust <laughs> yeah. and the ball. Yeah. You know, you can't. Claws. Have James you ever seen that? Completely shredded. seen that video of that uh, animal, animal uh, like, um, control guy that's trying to get a cat adopted? Yes. And it keeps whining around his leg? That's a classic. That's a good video. Yes. So James, that's been, why I suggested the pillowcase. <laughs> the pillowcase. <laughs> uh, so James, you've been in the tree this entire time. That's why we haven't done an episode. Yeah, it's uh, been crazy. I've been, you know, uh, doing, been climbing a lot of trees, and then, um, you know, doing the my landscaping business. Yeah. Been, I've been running that, and picking up more maintenance accounts. So it's, you know, it's been crazy. Well, it's been equally busy on my end. I mean, um, I got a new job. I'm that's still, right. I'm still at my current. Uh, I'm still teaching classes but also start, kind of starting i was gonna ask you are you job. still now when you start this new job are you gonna yeah. be teaching at all or are they just yeah, are I'll you teach gonna, uh, so my new job is um i'll be the student life director for uh, the school that i work at and it's kind of like a um, pastoral role on campus so anything that isn't in the classroom i kind of um am in charge of um we do some we do chapels we do like some student Bible studies, we do retreats, we do events. Oh, that's cool. So I'd be kind of in charge of that stuff, but I'd also teach a class, so I wouldn't completely leave the classroom, but there's so much uh, meetings and things that I'm kind of learning because I'm moving to more an administrative role than a teaching role. So, but you're going to, but you will teach. Yeah, I'll teach a class. I'm going to teach a fantasy literature class. Now see, that would be something I would have done. You know, I told you I did a Lord of the Rings fantasy. Okay. We're definitely going to do some. Literature class. We started with The Hobbit. We're going to do some Lord of the Rings. And then we read, um, we're going to do some C.S. Lewis too. Yeah. And the Lord of the Rings class was, dude, it was, I mean, this wasn't like a little BS slouch. Oh, I can breeze my, I mean, you had to be reading the stuff or you're going to fail the class. Yeah. I mean, Did you have to take rudimentary Elvish? Well, we got, I mean, he got in even into the history I don't get into of, that stuff. um, I just, I know I don't my appreciation it. for Tolkien is that he literally created those stories around languages. Cause he's a linguist. Yeah. He was a linguist. Yeah. He's a master. So well, he, invented you know those ling- he invented those languages is, and then wrote a story. Now, around is Elvish an actual complete language or is it partially done? And then I, think it's a pretty full working language. Minus, it's a working language. Yeah, it's a working language. It's minus, a functional you know, language. And I think uh, he created it's enough. It's like Klingon. I think he created enough basis for <laughs> like it that you Klingon. could adapt it to, you know, changing times and stuff. Yeah. Dang it, guys. I think I got poison ivy on me from climbing oh a tree gosh. today. I was Thanks like, a lot, James. You'll be fine. Well, anyways, let's tell a little anyway, before yeah. we go off track uh, too much. So we've been absent a little bit. I'm also having a, uh, I say I'm going to have a baby. My wife is going to have a baby. John is actually the first official pregnant man. I have actually impregnated myself. I am. uh, Well, you're technically. I didn't even need my Jonathan and I, Jonathan and I have something to tell you. I've impregnated him. I I don't know if I want to (laughs) say that on the air. I am so disturbed. (laughs) No impregnation of me has happened. Uh, But my wife is having a baby in June, um, which which is coming up. Added a lot of extra work and... You When's know, good the due stuff. date? June, June what? Twenty seconds when they say. Okay, so you're you're still about two months out. Yes, but our baby's like a giant right now. It is, 
we had a did an ultrasound like two days ago and uh, we're having a little girl she was legit like completely crunched up like holding her knees to her chest Dude, she's gonna be like your she's, sister's height. She's, she's gonna be gonna like be she's gonna be like six so foot. I coming keep, out every of night before she, when Tiffany's going to bed, I'm like, I whisper to her womb, I'm like, Olympics. <laughs> yes. Olympics. Yes. <laughs> Make you'll me a the, lot of money. You'll be the world <laughs> championship Make high me a jumper. Lot of money. Yes. <laughs> it, she probably will be tall. Levi's my 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 son's gonna be a he's gonna be a little engineer. He'll pay our bills when we, we get old. I'm just, oh, yeah, just going to pretend go. like we don't have any money when they get old enough to pay, make money. And I'll be like, we need, we need I'm, just, I'm just cashing out my paychecks and savings <laughs> account. <laughs> they don't even know. Just guilt trip them anyway, even they're if like, they did know. They're like, mom and dad, why do you guys have a yacht? Well, you know, we just the, I came to the door, a key, and we just followed it down to the pier. And <laughs> You know, you son, you have, you have a lot yeah. of good questions. Uh, yes, you have a lot your of mother good and I got to get back to All watching TV. We'll must see. Must be uh, submitted in writing. Like, yeah, pull Willy. Please Wonka. talk to our publicist. Yes. that was a great movie, Willy Wonka. The so we've been super busy. So the podcast busy. isn't going anywhere. We want to keep doing it. Um, we're just trying to kind of figure out how to fit it into our crazy lives. Well, and yeah, my business this time of year is just. I mean, this is wow. the next ninety days are real critical. Yeah, you know, you got. This before next, fall is critical. Really, period. before fall is where you're going to make the majority of your money for sure. Yeah, so we'll so, just have to. So here we are. Man up. Where uh, James is here, you're not in a tree, and um, and we have Robbie on, which we is awesome. Robbie. Yeah. What so, am I? What am I here for again? Well, yeah. Why is Robbie here again? We were going to just confess to you our sins, uh, and we were going <laughs> to hopefully. Do you renounce the Grinch and all his works? <laughs> I do renounce him. <laughs> if anybody has never seen that, it's the Rain Father yes. from it. It was great. Yes. And Raging Rudolph. Raging yes. Rudolph first. Yes. And the Rain Father. Which if you never seen, is that a Matt TV? TV. It was yeah. Well, Raging Rudolph was a take off the Goodfellas. Yeah. And yeah, then the yeah, Rain yeah. Father was obviously the Godfather, which yeah. are both classic movies. <laughs> uh, I figured we'd have you on because every time the three of us talk, it's always crazy, and you're our you're a guest, so we're gonna treat you like a guest, which Ooh. means James is gonna talk over you the entire episode. I'm, <laughs> to keep a I'm used to it. <laughs> hey, but if there's anybody that can rein James in, it's, it's this guy. Well, this is the great thing is if James needs to get beat up in the middle of the episode, <laughs> yes. you are the man to do That's it. That's right. I have knocked him out. Well, yes. well, not no, entirely. I, I was down. I was down. I was down holding the, the ropes. Couch. He was. He we was, had legit boxing gloves on. I know too. you did. That'd be a fun story for another time. We'll leave the listeners hanging. I don't know. We we should get into that at some point. Okay. <laughs> we might. We might get <laughs> well, into that. Well, let's talk about when we when we all met. So, uh, we met in. You were in eighth grade. Was it ninety nine? Uh, yes. Yeah, it was nineteen ninety nine. Yep. Right before Y2K, the great Y2K, the great Y2K non-debacle. I have students. I I saw that Dave Chappelle uh, comedy special on Netflix. Yes, where he's like, he talks about all these things that he lived through, and he's like, he's like, young people, y'all gotta Google stuff I lived through. (laughs) (laughs) It's true though. Now that I'm on the other end of thirty, it's so true. Well, it's funny because you know Y2K, we didn't know. I no. mean, they were, the government was saying they were going to be, everybody was, nobody really knew. I mean, the FBI was saying Dude, stuff I could crash. I mean, I have students that were born after September 11th. Yeah, I know. That's weird. Isn't that weird? Yeah, well, that's you know, crazy. you know, some of the high, some of the senior football players, 
Uh-huh. I mean, the players that are going to come in to freshman year for George and Georgia Tech yeah. were born in 2001. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's weird. I, te- I teach 10th. We were watching. I have some 10th graders. They were born in, uh, in 2003. And that's great. We were watching September 11th happen live. We were actually at schools we gathered school. around watching the oh, second yeah. plane hit. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've So lived. we're old now. So yeah. because we're old, we have all this wisdom to pass on to the next generation. Tons and tons of wisdom. Robbie does. I, I have t- all the I wisdom. I have some. <laughs> I have no wisdom. Um, so we met, in, we met, you guys were in seventh grade. I was in eighth grade. Yes. That's, that's right. You were, yeah, you were smarter grade. than me. Um, you still are. Well, no. I think, James's I think, smarts lay in other areas. I think James, uh, you like cursed out a teacher or something in second grade and they held you back a year, right? Isn't that the story? I don't know. Or was it so your blues and purples? He was just too hyper. <laughs> he was too hyper. He was too hyper. Was this before the AD, like the ADHD This was like right this was at, the, right at the, the beginning of Ritalin? the ADA. I took ADA, it. ADA, yeah, ADHD. it was literally. right. Yeah, it was, was right. It like? Horrible. He was a zombie. Did I, I, really I literally was a zombie. My, yeah, I mean, I quit eating. I wouldn't even talk. Dude, he took it for two weeks and mom was like, nope, that's it. There is a, um, oh gosh, what's his name? Um, oh my word. He's a conservative. Uh, um, he's a conservative talk show guy, but he also does uh, Matt Walsh. Pat Pat Matt Walsh. Ah, uh, Matt. Walsh. You know what I'm talking about? Matt Walsh. That name sounds familiar. But he's I can't like place it. he's super inflammatory. It does sound like somewhat he, like familiar. he'll write an article that is kind of like purposely controversial. He, he writes for um he writes for a lot of different people um but he does um. He does stuff now on the Daily Wire. Well, like at least they put up his. Um, or do they put up his stuff? I don't is think he they like? Do. Is he like Stephen Never Crowder? Mind. Like real? No, they don't. Oh yeah, yeah, it's on the Daily Wire. So I guess he's like syndicated with the Daily Wire. Um, no, but he'll he'll basically he's a believer. He's a Christian, but he's like he's he goes straight for like the most inflammatory topics, like transgenderism. I like this guy already. He um he talks about. Like, like I'm, if I'm reading the, here are the titles of his uh, podcast. It's like, um, never apologize to a pitchfork mob. The Bible needs to be taught in public schools. Um, um, the, pro, the pro-abortion position is disgusting and ridiculous. The left's war on inanimate objects. Uh, liberalism is a death cult. <laughs> I mean, like, well, that's true. <laughs> wow. That's true. He goes I straight like, for it. I like but, this guy already. He has some very interesting. Uh, is he like um, one of those real super educated? Yeah, he, you he's, guys? he's a pretty educated guy. I wouldn't say he's like a uh, like a philosopher, but he's more very practical. But he has this whole episode on like what's ruining men in America, Ooh, and he talks about how um, he talks about like the Rid- the the Ritalin like ADHD epidemic, and he says like how um, a lot of research is showing, especially now, with, um, girls are graduating from high school at a faster rate than boys who graduated from college at a greater rate than boys that basically that the classroom is really set up for women and not men. You know, um, you have a classroom setting where these boys come to school and it's like, okay, shut up, sit down, you know, um, don't, you know, don't act out, raise your hand if you want to talk. Well, because everybody back in like the forties and fifties, when that's kind of guy like James, they'd say, Oh, he's just being a boy. Exactly, Which but they true. don't say that and, anymore. And now they say, oh, well, now he's, he's, he's 80, got he ADD or ADHD. John, and your son cracks me up because he is so much like me when I was a little boy. Oh, he's a wild boy. Be afraid. Sure. But he's and smart as a whip. Be afraid. He's very smart. So it's like, he's let him smart. be. That's who he well, is. Well, this is what's inter- interesting, Casey makes it. If they look at the data of who are prescribed Ritalin, 
it's like over 90% boys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Absolutely. So he, what, he, what Matt Walsh's like thesis was is that we've diagnosed manhood as a medical condition. Yep. Well, like that another, needs to be medicated. another uh, big radio talk show host, I, I won't mention his name because he's not paying us. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> smiling for the viewers. That, that was a, kind of a joke, but yeah. anyway, my viewers, he, made he means great, me and Robbie. Yes. <laughs> he made a great point, though. Like, uh, who was the former? Was it the former Starbucks CEO or the CEO? And no, I can't remember. Anyway, you know the two black gentlemen that got arrested. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it was you know, the CEO. Okay, he started crying. You don't know these guys. You have never met these people in your life, and you're going to sit here and just have tears streaming down your cheeks. Dude, I, that entire thing was a PR scam. It was for, a PR scam. They knew they needed like, to shed the alligator tears to, um, to. That was what was always infuriating about Boehner back when he was speaking oh, of the house. Oh, the drunk. Crying Boehner. The he would drunk. just blubber and cry That's over everything. That's the same reason I feel like Chuck Schumer. All, oh, all that Joker yeah. does is cry. Quite frankly, it is un-American. I'm like, ugh. I would have said, listen, corned beef. Everything you're, you disagree with corned beef, it's like it's like uh, well, I'll just say it. it's like what Savage calls him. He says he calls him calls him the Deli Man. Deli Man. And he goes, he goes of Chuck Schumer. I can't do I can't do a good New York accent. He goes, he goes. Let, let me tell you, put it this way: If Chuck Schumer was your Deli Man, you wouldn't even trust him. He's the kind of guy you said, you know, give me the low fat corned beef. He goes back there and he like you know pours the nitrates in it, you know, <laughs> for you. <laughs> It's so true. You wouldn't even try. Yeah. You wouldn't take, would you take a hot dog from a guy like him in New York city? No, no. you'd go down to the next vendor. He no, looks yeah. like a freaking slime ball. He is a slime. Chuck U. Schumer. That's what, that's Chuck what Rush U. calls him. Chuck U. Schumer. Schumer. Who was it? Rush. Oh, you call, oh, oh, F Chuck. Do you hear that's F Chuck Todd? That's right. Do you hear Nancy, I think he's on MSNBC. Did you hear Nancy or, Pelosi or, today? Oh gosh. No. Nancy Botoxy. Nancy so, Botoxy. Uh, Nancy Pelosi came out, uh, um, the cuckoo said, clock. She, she said, um, she's like, quite frankly, President Trump, when he took an oath to protect the American people, well, he's breaking that oath, in my opinion, <laughs> about the Iran deal. And I was like, I was like, which oath? The one where he says, like, treaties will be passed by Senate, by the Senate? <laughs> or let's not <laughs> and fund the greatest and that, uh, funding uh, country that funds terrorism you know in the world. Think, but think about that. Do you know why Trump was able to rip up the Iran deal? Because it wasn't a treaty. Because it wasn't a treaty. Do you know why it wasn't it a treaty? It wasn't even a formal policy agreement no. between us and the United you know States. Uh, do, you know do you know what the stipulations were, the inspection stipulations in the Iran deal? They were essentially like this. Um, there was areas that were off limit to be off limits for inspection. <laughs> Gee, I wonder so why. It's like this. It's like it'd be like this. It'd be like me and James making a deal with each other, and, and James is like Okay, I'm going to be completely transparent with you, and you can come into my house and check for dead bodies at any time. And I'm like, that's great, and I'm going to give you tons of money. And then James is like, but I only have one thing: you can't go in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> that's really what that's it was. That's a great analogy. That's really what it is. It's like, I mean, do you, know what's crazy? you want to know how many inspectors have gone over there since the uh, since the, tr the the deal? I, don't I have no idea, but I'm going to wager a guess. How many get you guys? Zero. It's been zero. <laughs> Whoa! What do I win? Oh, and what about what about all the pallets of cash that we gave them? What what was oh, that yeah. for? Pallets of cash, like legit pallets, pallets of, cash. of cash. That was a that was a perfectly okay. acceptable. I know arrangement. I know that. I know. So we were going to talk about like our just kind of our friendship, but let's we're going into politics. We were going to go into politics later, but let's just jump straight yeah, into, we'll just into, jump politics. into politics. This is what's interesting in to me. 
I've been thinking about this because, you know, um, really everything Obama's did in his presidency is about done. It's, yeah, it's that's either true. been yeah. it's either been shredded, it's been you know the tax bill gutted gutted the funding for Obamacare, but that's going to be a that that's kicking the can down the road a little bit because they're yeah. going to have to figure out how to. Obamacare really is the last major piece of yeah. legislation yeah. that, or really the last major thing that Obama did, that is yet to be undone. Uh, yeah, because everything else he did, he did without legislation. Yeah, that's the only thing that we need and, legislation and that's, for. And that's why everything has been undone so rapidly. I mean, even DACA yep. was an executive order. Yeah, and that's why, and that's what folks understand is that the executive branch was so overreaching in the last administration that this is why Trump's able to undo what Obama did because Obama decided to not go through Congress. Yep, he decided true. to be King Obama and just. Do you do you want to know the original purpose for executive orders? You know, I'd like to. Know I never that. knew. This. I never. I don't know. So, it either. yeah, I, I've never really studied the history of executive yeah. orders. Uh, okay, so I think it had just mainly to do with bureaucracy, right? Well, and how had, to how to, to implement? Do, it had to do, it had with, to do with implementation things that were done that were decided in Congress. Right. So if if you and James are congressmen, or you're James is the people, he's the House, and yes. you're the Senate, and I'll yes. be El Presidente. You are, of course. <laughs> El Presidente. So if we if we pass a bill, and, and I sign it into and law, you sign into law, and, and now I have to figure out how to actually implement it, because that's could say, my job as president. Starting tomorrow, I'm writing an executive order that so-and-so is going to do this. Directs it. They're like directives. Exactly. They're, They're directives. directives. Yes. But... They were they never have, meant to confer a law. No, but now they have. They have. Yes, Which they is have. weird because I mean, I, they're, it's a little unconstitutional when you really think about the fact that, like, think about that a state agreement was made between the administration, Obama's administration, and Iran without the consent of Congress. Which is completely illegal. It's bypassing. I mean, constitutionally, no president can make any sort of well, and here's pact a, with another country without approval from the House Yeah, illegally binding. Illegally binding. And that's Which is why, why Trump could, for Senate. It's yes. why Trump could rip it up. Right. And here's the thing, though. And we, just so people know, would not want Trump to do that. Well, I would be no. as against no, 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 that no. I wouldn't Trump want Trump was doing to do that. the same no. thing. And I, we don't agree with Trump on everything either, by the Heck way. Heck no. I think anybody's listened to us when Trump after. Do you remember after... Um, Parkland happened, and Trump was saying that we should take guns first and go through due process second. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because I, like, I called, whoa, whoa, whoa. I called, yeah. I called Robbie back. I think I was shouting obscenities. The one thing that is interesting about Trump is he'll say a lot, but he won't. Do but he won't necessarily he do what he says. Sometimes in terms wondered, of like some of those more extreme things. And I've wondered sometimes. I, this is just he me. sells to the room. He does. Yes, he does you sell took to the, the words room. right out of my mouth. Sells to the room because For that sure. I think is part of his his. Appeal. The, the, not only appeal, but it's also part on, of I'm his strategy. Call. I'll be right back. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, but no, I think it's part of his strategy in dealing. Do you think it's strategy? I think it is strategy to a certain point. So with, um, and I really, really want to go get his book, The Art of the Deal, and read it. I, it's at Books a Million. I need to go buy it and read it. But um because like what if, if you look at it. what you if what <laughs> if he wrote it yeah he might have had, she might have had a ghostwriter well he didn't it. have a ghostwriter yeah but I mean the guy basically just picked his brain for a year and a half and wrote the book that so, makes sense I mean 
And Taylor yeah. Swift can do it to make her singles. I think Donald Trump's okay. With yeah, it. it's okay. I mean, it's still his ideas, whether he put the pen to the paper, True. whatever. That's a that's an did, argument for a different day. On a side note, did you know I saw I found a board game called The Art of the Deal? That's a Donald yes. Trump board game. You, I remember because you went to that I uh, that game convention yes. in Atlanta. Yes. Yes. I, you should have bought it. It was like $150. But he should have just been it. elected. You should have bought it. I was like, dang it. You should have bought it. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Anyways, keep going. Anyway, so if you go back to DACA, remember when he had the Democrats come into the, and he did a, yes. he did a open room discussion with them. With them. And that's when they leaked about the, he called them, you know, that was afterwards, which he, ne- which they never actually proved that he did. No. And he probably, let's did. be honest. He a lot of those places did. are crap holes. <laughs> I, I mean, my Not mom, that the people my are. mom, I called but, her up and I asked her, I was like, did this offend you? And she's like, she's like, why do you think I came here? Yeah. She's <laughs> she like, no, that. Nicaragua. It's yeah, so not cool. Said, it's beautiful, but, but it's crappy. Yes, yeah. Yeah. The scenery might be fantastic, yeah. but you know, the little yeah. shanty you're living in. And I in. think he was commenting on more of like our lottery system than oh, yeah. that well, we, we allow. allocate more numbers to countries with people who maybe won't integrate i think that has more to do with the chain migration yeah because the chain migration you can just go oh hey my cousin ninth times removed needs to come to the u.s now he's a family member yeah exactly uh but the lottery the the uh immigration lottery system we allow by random we pick fifty thousand people by random from just anywhere yeah you know so osama bin laden might have been able to get a lottery visa and come to the u.s but but i digress back to daca yeah so what but I think what he was doing was he was allowing them to put the chips on the table. And by saying, well, we'll talk about this. Maybe we could do that. He's getting them into a comfortable state where they'll be like, okay, well, let's talk. And then when he proposed his ideas, if you notice, he gave a little. He was willing to give them the $1.8 million For the border wall, Which right. was way more than DACA actually covers. Yeah, it was like hundreds and then it, of But you know what it more. did? It showed everybody, it showed the nation that... They had no. They didn't want a deal. They only want absolutely what they want. So if they yeah. want a completely porous border to allow anybody and everybody and their brother to that's come in, that base. is what they want. And they've never truly said it before until he basically he illustrated. It. So I think that when he goes off, when he starts kind of talking after these events kind of happen, and he's he's kind of spitballing in a way. You know, and, and it reminds me of things when we would do in college where they'd say, you just brainstorm and you just throw ideas out. Yeah. And you're not necessarily going to do them all. And some of them are going to be stupid and ridiculous, but you just throw them out there. Yeah. And then you go back and you sort them through. And I, and honestly, he's not an ideologue. He's a pragmatist. Yeah. And quite frankly, pragmatism and common sense line up with conservatism nine times out of 10 versus liberalism. Well, well the only problem... Because they work. The only problem with... Uh, well, I think he's a pragmatist in things that he sees uh, as reasonable. So the thing that worries me, if he's not an ideologue, is if his base or if his people around him are filtering information in a way that get him to do something, if he's not clinging to an idea or a philosophy or an ideology that he, you know, like conservatism. Right. You know, yes, it could be dangerous. Could, could it be dangerous? It could be dangerous, but could that be goes dangerous, back to the only you know, time like, that becomes for example, really dangerous. Think about this. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> what happens if the Republicans uh, lose the majority? 
Well, if they lose the majority in the House, is he going to work with them? I think he would do it. I, I think, think he, he would, would try. With, I think he I think would. he would try because obviously DACA. He likes to win, and I yes. think he likes to. He likes when people sing his praises. The problem is he's realized that he can't work with the Democrats. Can I? Can I chime in? I'm back, by the way. From my he's phone back. Call. Uh, <laughs> How was your phone call? It was good. It was good. <laughs> the was prodigal good son call. has returned. I have. Uh, I have returned, as Douglas MacArthur once said. Anyway, uh, my question is. I, it drives me crazy when people go, well, I just I just want everybody to work together. And it's like, how can you work with people who are now saying that they're blatant communists? I mean, they're not even, they're just admitting it now. So how do you have a guy like me who's red-blooded, conservative? I cannot work with somebody who really, truly believes in communist ideology. Okay, well, this There's is... There's no middle ground no, there No, but this all. is a great question because... And I think maybe you're asking the wrong question, but can I rephrase your sure, question? Sure, yeah, go ahead. I think the bigger question is why are people so dogmatic now? Oh, that is because, a good question. Because we, I, I just feel like there isn't a space anymore uh, for, it's funny, there's not a safe space. We need a safe space. <laughs> Let me, there, can I, there, I can discuss discuss there isn't topics. a safe space for reasonable conversations because. No, the progressive left, and I'm not saying the right's right in a lot of ways, because in many ways, the right has been way more warmongering than the left. And, uh, and warmongering is in the sense of actual war. Yeah, so yeah. We, dude, oh, yeah, absolutely. We dropped so many bombs in uh, the Middle East. We ran out of bombs. You know that? No, I actually didn't know we that. Literally, we literally have run out of bombs. That's right. We'll build more. Well, that's what we do. <laughs> See, that's how we're going to boost the that economy. Amazing? Anyways, IBM's uh, going to start building. And we uh, love having bases. We love having you know, it, it, you know, the right definitely loves being able to exert which, power. Which on is the also kind of scary back, too. Back, but it, anyway. it is. I think there's some. We can be practical, and we can also sure. be a little overboard. But I think that people now are too consumed um, with their ideology that they are not willing to have a conversation or a argument in which they are willing to say, maybe I'm wrong. I just don't yeah. think people are... I think are, I know the reason why. Tell me. As a society, we've lost our moral anchor. Oh, yeah. Our moral right. anchor said X was right, Y was wrong, and we always, for the most part... Like we behavior, would, certain we, behavior. Behavior, we would, we would disagree on some peripheral things, but as a society, we agreed on the core principles. Yeah. And now, because our our they've taken God out of everything, um, you know, most most there people isn't in common America, morality as much. Most people, because they've uh, they've separated God from society yeah. and God from themselves, they no longer have a moral center that lines up with the rest of the country in terms of Christian values or Judeo Christian values, as they're commonly known. And what happens is, then you look, you have to, because there's always a void. Everybody needs something to worship. Yeah. And if they don't have a God to worship, they'll either worship themselves or an ideal. Yeah. And what happens is they've created, they've turned these ideas into their gods. And who is more passionate than a zealot for their God? Agreed. Well, I I definitely think too, that's why you're seeing, um, you're seeing the middle. That's why I'm here. (laughs) 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 You see in the middle, I disappear. Yes, that, and no that's sad. why. And that's why because you could ha- you could have I a little bit of rather, a. Uh, well, if you go back to the Democrats of, well, go uh, back you know, to the 1960s. 
John F. Kennedy, a Democrat president, they would ro- have, lower taxes. Would they, he, they he would be he would be laughed out of Congress. Laughed out. Yes. They would run him out. Oh yeah. They, they would he even was laugh actually him out. They a would lot run more conservative out. than by today's standards. By today's he was standards. more conservative. I yeah. mean, granted, he did some things that were lousy, but yeah. every president screws up. Yeah. There's because people are not perfect. Well, and I think the the way that postmodernism has affected politics is created has created more and more zealots because you know the entire premise of postmodernism is that um, every subgroup of people are um, put into two categories the oppressor and the oppressed the victimization right the victim and the yep. and the and the, the one oppressor, yeah. the oppressor so my, the victimizer so, I, I need to chime so in ev- on that everybody fall, so this is why you have like black lives matter and you have um, um, without you know, getting too much into some of these, this is why you have some more extreme groups that are like going into the streets that are marching. This is why you have the alt right that are uh, their ideologues, conservatives that are uh, that are I think fairly uh, dangerous as well, um, because in re- you know in many ways they think either they are oppressed and they must you know usurp the oppressor. Or there are a response to that oppressor and um, oppress um, oppressed group kind of mentality. You know that's why you have this this whole new group of kids now that are um, starting to be conservatives, really out of just like they want to like slam the left. Have you noticed that? Like I'll talk to like younger kids that are conservatives, especially like in my school and stuff, and they are more interested in like slamming the left than than the yeah. principles of conservatism. I and think they don't even of, fully know them. Like I'll yeah. be like, tell me, tell me something from the Federalist Federalist that, papers. That I think is part of the uh I think that's one bad thing about the Trump effect. It's because yeah, Trump does it's that really bad. And you're kinda like everybody's It's not classy I, at all. It's not classy and yeah, it's not presidential. Think, but at the same time, I, I this is how I look at it. In war you'd have political generals and you'd have wartime generals. And the warrior general, he may not be what you would want to present the case to, you know, the Joint Chiefs of Staff. But when you're in the trenches, you he, want him. He's going to get the job you know? done. The and problem so, is, though, is we, you but, don't, we're not at war. But in a no, way, no, though, Jonathan, using, I think no, 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 you have, analogy. in the political he, sphere, though, we are. In the you, political sphere, no, 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 we, no. we are at war. I, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think we are. I think when you look at it that way, because here's the problem, you get... If you shoot the slingshot hard in one direction, it's going to come back harder in another in the same in the direction back at you. Can I say something? So about- I think basically what you keep doing is just like you create this cold war scenario with the left, where nobody wants to work well, with. Well, I'm not anymore. talking about the left. But I was saying about what you said about about Trump not being classy. He said something that was really interesting was that when they were, I, I can't remember who who would the. Uh, what do they call it? The, the the debate moderator. Yeah. So one of the moderators was saying basically like, you know, you said such and such. And he said, and he said something like basically, yeah. And he was another billionaire and he goes, these aren't nice people. He's like, this isn't your grandmother. You go to have cookies at or something. Yeah. And a lot of people, if, if you look at billionaires, these are not friendly people. No, well, and I, I mean, that's not, not what I'm talking about. So the, what I'm saying is, I'm saying the Trump effect though, slamming is that like, it's okay to slam those you disagree with. I've always done that, though. And and here's the problem. Conservatives have felt so put down for yes. so long that they want to punch back. 
Because we haven't had anybody punching no, bags. No, we've been, we've been the punching like bags. Paul Ryan said yeah. when he, when when we first got the majority after the election, he was like, "This is a group of people who have been used to being the opposition party. They don't know what, um, they don't know what it's what it means to be a, um, they don't know what it means to be a, a ruling majority right. party because they were the resistance for so long. The resistance. See, I. I I don't necessarily have a. I don't necessarily like Trump's style at times. I mean, sometimes I love it because that's just then. You know, oh, I love natural, it. When, I love yes. it when he bashes the media. Yeah, so you gotta love Absolutely it when he. When, sometimes when he that. bashes people, you just gotta go. Yes, that's what I've wanted to say for so long. But at the same time, uh, I think we. I think we got to a point where the establishment was so entrenched in the way things are done in Washington, and I'm using air quotes yeah. for things. Didn't uh, think the suits would yes. have me back, perhaps. Yeah. But we've got they've gotten so entrenched in just a way of doing things where they compromise and they sell out and they get a little a uh, little morsel here, and that's good. That's good for the conservatives because you know we got to have something to resist. Yeah, you know we got to have something to resist. Is that your, John, so, is that your John Kerry? Impression? I don't know what that was, but it was a that's John Kerry. <laughs> I'm John Kerry. I am taking my yacht straight to Iran Pull to speak with the molas. Out now! <laughs> <laughs> we have a right to debate. I'm with Michael Sam. But no, it was like the 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 system was so bogged down that we needed. A grenade. We had to blow some well, a corner at, of it off. Just to, and you know what it did? It, what Trump showed was that there was conser- so-called conservatives in the Republican Party who really aren't. If you look at Jeff Flake, if you look at uh, He's a Bob flake. Corker. Corker's uh, a cork. If you look at McCain. <laughs> McCain ran John, for re-election. John McCain, the, the old Buick. And, and let's let's be... <laughs> McCain is about to die. He's going to die soon. He is going to probably so, die. Which know, I feel bad for him. Hopefully he's saved. Because I'd yeah. love to see John McCain in heaven. I don't wish... Even though I don't no, like absolutely. him. No, absolutely. I don't even wish the Clintons. I would not hell. like to see evil fall upon him. Did you hear that uh, White House person uh, get on to John McCain? No. Because I know he said he didn't <laughs> oh want Trump my. at his funeral, which was petty in my opinion. Yeah, well, the Trump's been petty with him. Trump, <laughs> I, I prefer soldiers who don't get caught. But he that's also, pretty but, petty. But he, <laughs> that's pretty well, petty. But he also you know, spoke well of John McCain afterwards. I, I, so, have you ever seen that? John, uh, you, oh, before I get to tell you what the White House aides, have you seen that Jimmy Kimmel bit with John with uh, um, no, Donald I can't Trump? Stand Jimmy Kimmel. They, Wait, is it the children's book? Because I love yes, the children's the book. the children's book. He reads a children's book, and there's a page with a lobster on it. Throw that lobster in the pot. I like a lobster who doesn't get caught. <laughs> yes. What I was going to say, you do. You know that, that John, show. and I'm not bashing John McCain. This is just hold on. Can fact. I say what the person said about John McCain? Yeah, go ahead, please. So they, uh, they said, this is crazy. I cannot believe they said this on national television, but it was a guy. I forget who, what his name was. He's being interviewed on like Fox and friends. And he said, uh, they were talking about waterboarding and they're like, and he was like, quite frankly, it works. You know, that's why they call John McCain songbird McCain. <laughs> oh <laughs> my like, word. Wow. I was like, oh Woo. my so what you I was going to tell you, you can't, you can't do that. No, you no, can't throw a, you can't throw I a guy under the bus. I wouldn't have thrown the, him under the bus like I wanted, that. And I was going to say this. That's ridiculous. Since, Everybody's got a break. Since we're plan. a generalist podcast, you know, John McCain, this is facts, was at the bottom of his class. He was nothing yeah. compared to his father. He was at the bottom of his class intellectually. It's a heavy statement. <laughs> and nothing. 
And, well, I mean, you know, comparatively, you know, anyway, and the ship that he was on originally in Nam, you know, he launched a missile on deck and killed like yeah, 22 people. Yeah, he was uh, people. messing around. Did you know that they actually pulled him off that? Okay, can I say this? Why the flip would your fingers even be close? You're in an F-100 Super Saber. Why would you even be messing around even? You're a freaking, you're in know. the Air Force. I haven't even done We're, enough research on that I story. I mean, there's, either. there's. Always immature soldiers. But I mean, that that's just mistakes. like I mean, he requests, what I, he requested I will say, it, whatever mistakes he made, he pretty much paid for them. Oh, yeah. Well, Vietnam yeah, well, they camp. they did they they made him ba- oh, basically. Yeah. They said you're gone because they were going to kill yeah. him. Yeah, but I want to go back to my. But my, I'm not John Jonathan. I'm not bashing. I was just bringing up. I want to go back to my point, point real quick with bringing up John McCain and Jeff Flake and the like. Is that they they Parker. ran on repealing Obamacare and when the Rubber met the road. They didn't want to repeal And it. they had the opportunity. McCain stood up and lectured us about how, or lectured the Senate about how it was a, supposed to be a chamber of gentlemen and blah, blah, blah. And that was the reason why he was not going to cast a vote to repeal. And like Jeff Flake, I saw a, uh, a great thing. Uh, it was, oh, yes. It was about the Iran deal. He, uh, uh, he was on CNN bashing uh, Trump for pulling us out of the Iran deal. And a guy on Twitter, I forget his name. He was a, he's a news correspondent of some sort. He had a picture of Flake up there, and then it said it was quoting Flake in uh, 2015 when the Iran deal was going through. He was vehemently against it and opposed Obama doing the Iran deal, and now he was all for us staying in it. So I mean, what Trump has done is he's exposed these people that they're not in it for the American people. A lot of these guys have been no, in it for career years. Poli- they're career politicians. They are in it for the money and the power well, and the prestige. Let me break it down Hold just on. in the little f- town. I oh, got to fact go check us go real ahead. fast. Go ahead. According to the internet, which never lies, that account is false to lots of websites. What account? Which one are we talking so, about? So the incident happening on the ship. So the claim that the catastrophic fire aboard the aircraft carrier, the USS Forrestal, in 1967, killed 134 sailors Forstall. and injured. How is it pronounced? Forestall, I believe. Forestall, yeah, and Forstall. injured 161 was caused by reckless behavior on the part of Navy, then Navy pilot John McCain. It apparently is false, according to the Navy and to uh, a few other people. So basically, what happened was a missile got launched because of a power surge, not on his plane but in another plane adjacent to him, and it actually hit his plane, and it was the fuel from his plane that ignited the deck. Well, if that's the case, then it's not his fault. Then it's so, not his fault. Like, this is what they say. It says, um, now, but I, I could see why acts, people would think that. But now if, I would if watch. If you saw this big did you, ball of Did you go to Snopes? Because you, know, you just saw the article that the CIA has been involved with Snopes. Did you see oh, that? I see yep. that. Somebody blew the whistle on really? it. I just heard it on the news. Well, I never trusted Snopes because the they were CIA very left-leaning. was was controlling a lot of the information on Snopes. That makes so a lot of sense. You've got to be, you've got to be careful with, that's the problem with sources. It's like, you almost don't know who to trust anymore. No, it's it, well in the internet age, it's actually getting harder. Yeah. So really basically what happened was, uh, um, McCain didn't wet start his jet, but rather an F four phantom about a hundred feet away at the opposite end of the deck accidentally fired a rocket because of an electrical surge. And it hit his own plane and uh, toward open igniting 200 gallons of fuel on the, the spilled on the deck, and knocking well, there's two your of problem, the, and knocking two of the bombs off the jet oh, onto, the, onto the deck. 
And um, that's, um, that's when it when it ricocheted off, it ignited the fuel. And that's it also a fragment punctured a fuel tank of another Skyhawk next to um, that one, spilling more fuel and igniting the rocket itself fell into the ocean without detonating. But a bomb from one of the aircrafts exploded. All I that know is, is crazy. I'm glad we had Goose and Maverick flying oh. in Vietnam. Oh, I wish I had James. You should have given me a heads up. We would have done the uh, soundtrack from. <laughs> oh no, uh, we can't. We can't. Probably, do we don't have a soundboard operator. We're <laughs> not that advanced yes. yet. Let's move on to something else. Here's my final political question, though. What do you think needs to be done in order to maybe unify people that want to work together? Because here's my only concern with the way politics are right now. Um, nobody wants to work with anybody. So I ha- think is the- there is there a way? Are we have we gone to is is working together? No, is it really only about majorities now? Like is is there no room anymore in y'all's opinion Robert, you gonna take for this people first for, me? for people to work my together i fast. went first i went first last time we'll right, let, i'll go we'll first go, we'll let james in go my first. opinion no i don't think he can and i'm not I'm saying that trump i'm just saying like no in i'm talking general. about in in general i don't think he can be and let me let me say this because it's that nerve-wracking for everybody the now? people that that i talk to on the street that are that what we that they consider themselves democrat they're not democrats guys they are not anymore I'm talking they're they they are they're progressives. They are communists short of picking up a rifle and killing their neighbor. They're that close. That's that's the if they're Trump supporters, yeah, maybe. No. I mean, no, just honestly no. I mean, uh, if a guy you look right at now, Antifa. No, I'm saying I mean, I'm saying no, if their neighbors I'm saying if their neighbors are Trump supporters. Oh no, they won't. No. Yeah, that's now, what I'm saying. A guy right <laughs> they won't now, be able to. He a said guy, they're just shy of picking up their rifle. I was like, and a I guy said, unless that, uh, neighbors are a guy that Robbie and I know. Yeah. Uh, was not raised this way. Big communist socialist now. And you know who I'm talking about. We're not going to name him. Yes. And uh, was not You're raised about that way. My friend. Yes. Yes. And uh, yes. your friend and then the other one that we know that was not raised that way and thinks that everything should be free. Everything should be given to him. Everything Guns should, should be, be confiscated. Free. I mean, just on Guns and on Guns should and on. be confiscated. <laughs> yes. So that's what I'm saying, John. Confiscate These people aren't, the weapons. They aren't your Hello, government NSA. is my friend. <laughs> We love the government. <laughs> True. Was that was the movie? Uh, True. Oh man, come on! Help me. The eighties movie's got the glasses and all the government are aliens. Oh, and they live. They live, and he's yes. going, and they're saying trust the government and all this yes, stuff. They yeah, live. Anyway. Yeah, that's they a good live. one. That was a good one. But anyway, that's my so opinion. I mean, know. these aren't JFK Democrats anymore. I mean, these are people that. But what about really, the right? Can the right do anything? Are we talking think? about? We talking, talking about, about legitimate right conservatives? Because there's some right that people on the right that. That here's the thing: you can't have everything the way you want it. Here's what I want. No, so you can't. Here's what you I want. You have to you work. Can't. You, you either because the, the only options are you have a supermajority and you pa- and you cram down the throats of your opposition, which the all it does is then make who, whenever it flips them do the same I just, thing. I just want to say this, and then I'm, I'm this is my opinion. You know what I want? Just constitutional law. That's it. The ten Bill of Rights. And our federal government abiding by those 17 enumerated powers. That's it. Well, there's now 27 amendments, so we yeah. have to abide by all 27. Yeah. But you see what I'm saying? <laughs> we don't want to stop at 10. Trust, right. Trust me. Right. You know, but you know what well, I'm saying? Well, I mean, there's you're fine with 10, <laughs> right. but women would no longer he be allowed to vote. Yeah, I was about to say, he doesn't you know. want women to vote. You know what I mean. Oh, I'm, I'm talking about constitutional law. That's it. You all we are emails. anti-suffrage. I, we're, I'm we're, James and I are going to start the, the anti-suffrage. You know what, James? All the emails I get about about your irreverent comments, I'm just going to forward you and say you answer them. 
<laughs> when all oh, the I'll answer them, and, we'll, and all, we'll even have them calling on air. It'll be, Ooh, it'll be, uh, that'd, that'd be, be a fun, good show. Yes. No, we, I we have no problem with women no. voting. I have no, no problem with women voting. I'm just saying. I do. How hard <laughs> is it? How hard is it to just? How hard is it to just go back to constitution? That way, everybody has freedom. I don't understand, Jonathan, why people don't want freedom. Why they want the government dictating? That's what I'm getting at. You want to be a conservative? Fine. You're looking at it wrong. You're looking at it too right. It's not that they don't want freedom. It's that they define it in a different way. Yes. That's it, the problem. That's a problem. The but that problem goes back here, to my original point. Yeah. Uh, the, the, a few the problem ago. is oh, a lens right, yeah. problem. Like, listen, the people that are on the left, they don't want, they're, they're not all, listen, the average person who's a progressive is really not sitting in their room being like, how do I destroy this country and the lives? They're not. Of they think they're helping it. They think they're helping it. And I'll so tell you why. You've got to figure out how do I work with somebody whose worldview is super against mine, but we still exist together. We still have to, we still have to. So I'm, I'm going to go into answering that along. Cause that's part of the same question. John, but we yeah. have time to get into these other topics. Yeah. yeah. This, we're going to end on this. We're thing, on I think, this. And we're going to go into the next topic. Here's the problem. Yes. Progressives. They look at the worldview and, the, and it really comes down to this. They believe that man is essentially good. And that it's circumstances that create monsters out of men. So if you change the circumstances, meaning if everybody has a place to stay, if everybody gets an education, if everybody has a fair living wage, then they will just naturally do good. And us as conservatives, we realize, and we look at the world is that man is inherently evil. Yeah. And that it, no matter what yeah. circumstances a man has his bent will always be towards evil unless yeah. there is a change, an outside factor that changes that evil bent. And of course we as Christians, well, we believe and, we know it to be God and Jesus. They don't, since they had, don't have that. And conservatives that don't have that belief in God, they and you know what simply, conservatives that don't have that belief in God are libertarians. Yeah. Libertarians. They like the fiscal conservatism. I have some Christian and, friends who are libertarians, but, but for the most part, but actually, it's their disenfranchise. For the most disenfranchised part, from who they believe to be evil and power. Yes, yes. So for the most part, libertarians are conservatives with no morals. That's the key. <laughs> Which is, or yeah. they're con- or they're conservatives that don't want anybody else to tell them they're, how they to, say how, yeah. what morality is exactly. And I and my answer yeah. to that is we legislate morality every day. There's a difference between legislating certain morality, yeah. like murder and stealing and homosexual marriage. You can say. I don't agree with homosexual marriage and not make it a criminal offense to be a homosexual. Yeah. And that's not what, as far as I know, no conservative I know that disagrees with homosexual well, marriage would say we s- should throw homosexuals in jail. There are that's some. Just, I mean, yeah, of course sure. there are some. I've never but met there, you know, one, there's, but, but there's sure the crazies on There's crazy on there's every crazies side. On there's every people side. also 40 years old and dressing like babies and so, sleeping in cribs. So, I mean, yes. Know, or, <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, or dressing up true. like dogs and having yeah. people lead them around on leashes. So back to your point. That's a real thing. It is a real thing, but back you to know, your he point. He talked about that no country for old men. Remember when they were reading the paper? No, and he James. said he said you could even make. I'm trying to make a point like so we can get oh, off this topic. His point. All right, here we go. So how do we work together? The only way we're going to work together is those that were kind of more of your traditional conservative Democrat yeah. are now coming over towards the right because they've they have been left. The left has gone so far left, they've been left by it. Say yeah. that three times fast. 
Yeah. And so what's happening is it's like Roseanne said, she's I, Jimmy Kimmel. I think what's going to happen she's is she's like, you left us behind. <laughs> I think what's going to happen is as those blue dog Democrats, as we used to call them here in the South, as yeah. they moved into the right camp, the majority is going to have to, somebody is going have I don't to know say, if they, I don't know if they will get moved in the right camp. They I think they'll moving. get bullied out. I think no, they'll no, get no. bullied out by progressives. No, I'm saying they're going to move into our onto our yeah, side. Yeah, the progressives are getting bullied out. Progressives are bullied. They are getting bullied out. That's why Trump won Michigan. You yeah. know, Michigan or the Rust of, Belt. Uh, the Rust Belt. Nobody had won won Michigan, Wisconsin, or Pennsylvania since 1984. That was elect uh, Reagan's reelection. Or uh, excuse me, I think a couple of those might have gone for George H. W. in 1990. Maybe. But I mean, uh, but I mean, it was a but sweep for the most part. I mean, it's been 30 years. Yeah. So, but my point is your final point on politics. My point is with we bring those people in who've been disenfranchised from the Democrats. Yeah. And we're the it's going to have to be a massive reeducation. So you're plan. like Lincoln, a massive reeducation ca- uh, campaign because and Trump's not the man to do that. Trump's the man no. to get the ball rolling. So what we need is after Trump is we need somebody to continue the America first agenda, Pat and then but uh, Jonathan, but after be Trump, the kind the title of, of my first be book. the, we Nick, need, what Nikki we need, Haley. we need as <laughs> what, Haley. what we need is we need as somebody president. who's as straightforward as Trump yeah. and who's not afraid to go after people. Who's not afraid yeah. to do it, but be able to communicate like Reagan. That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. That's and there's tough. not a lot of, so, so you're asking definitely for nobody right now. So James has got to run. I got to run James for president. James has got to run. James Forster, 2020. Feet. Okay, that's that's. <laughs> wait, our... you're not old enough yet. Oh dang, dang. you're right. I'm only 32. Yeah, you got to wait. Oh, wait a oh, second. Wait, no, I will be. 2020. 2020. February. Let's see. That's right. February. Will he be 35? <laughs> no. Who wants oh no, that, no, no, no. Nah, nah, darn, he won't be. You have to 2024. Wait. 2020. James Forster, 2024. Forster Ray, 2024. Forster Ray, 2024. Yes. <laughs> that's a winning duo. That right is there. a winning duo. Because Jonathan's so. Uh, What's the word? I'll, just, I'll be the your ethnic uh, tag yeah. on your ticket. <laughs> yes, get the Hispanic vote. James is like, see, uh, hablo uh, ingles. <laughs> uh, Jonathan, how do you say vote me, for me in Spanish? Me, me, me amigo, uh, uh, Jonathan. How do you say my my friend Jonathan? <laughs> Me amigo Jonathan. And I'll be the campaign manager in the back with my hands on my oh, face just going, what is I, happening? Jonathan, you know, you just remind me of a, I saw myself like Romney, you know, real yes, stiff. Like, yeah. like, you know, like, yes. oh, Jonathan, this yeah. is Mitt my, uh, my uh, brown friend. Boring. <laughs> <It's> boring. <laughs> yes, my, like, my brown friend. Like, Mitt, 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 Mitt. We, don't, we don't say that about people. Mitt, Mitt, please. James, don't, don't use colors. Uh, okay, so let's move on to something else. Um, oh, shoot. so for a what? So you know what? This is actually something you and I talked about, Robbie, uh, a long time ago. Was why the three of us have just like stayed really close, and that's when I started getting into like Myers Briggs personality tests. Do you realize that my wife has your exact personality profile? She's an ENFP. She's my an wife ENFP. has an inner ear infection. She does. <laughs> and I. Yeah. So, Jonathan, James, you know what this means? Everything what? I wanted in Jonathan, I found in Jennifer. <laughs> Well, you know what else so is, much. You know what else is weird? Go find Crystal, <laughs> Co- Cody, and breasts. Our, this me relationship and, uh, has to be about me something. And, oh me and Cody goodness. were talking about that. I was like, you know, I said, Cody, my wife's personality is identical to you. And oh, I was like, said, and she, she is very quiet. Does not want to be around people. Just wants to be left. That's on. Cody. Me and okay, Cody were Cody. talking about that, and we've been. Oh, best friend At for longer than, years, longer, longer than John. Longer than John. And I said, so Cody started laughing. I go, so what are you saying, Cody, that I have a crystal what I've always wanted in you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, James is in trouble. <laughs> okay, so 
Uh, going back to personality stuff. Sure. Uh, Robbie and I took this personality test forever ago. My personality is the best. Let's go. just get that out. <laughs> uh, but our personalities actually were uh, like co- very compatible. Yes. And so just recently, my sister-in-law has introduced me to this thing called the Enneagram. And it's very interesting. It's, uh, I don't know, some of these things I'm kind of like, mm, eh, gimmicky. But I thought it'd be fun. If we talked a little bit about the Enneagram, I shared a little bit, and then we did an actual Enneagram test. How long on is it? air? It's like four minutes. Oh, okay. A piece. Yeah. Now Myers Briggs is like thirty. Yeah, minutes. the Myers Briggs long. So, oh, gosh. basically, the Tense. Enneagram is nine different, um, like basic personalities, right? And each one's and the way that it works is kind of like this. I don't know if you can see this. So I know this is, this is actually going to look like a pentagram. I was not. just about to say, what, what kind of what Satanist is, garbage what is, kind of stuff is this? <laughs> what kind what of manner of sorcery is this? Okay, so here's how it works. It's essentially a uh, So circle. I uh, do a blood ritual. Hold on, hold uh, on stop. He's a witch! It's Burn a, it's him! It's a circle with numbers that go around it. And the way that it works is each one stands for a personality okay. uh, trait. And the lines actually are... Um, what some personalities have a bent toward, uh, have have a secondary bent. They call them wings. Right. Have a wing to a second trait. I'm just freaked out by the triangle okay. in the middle and of the so circle. It's, this is interesting. So this is basically what it is. Um, it's basically, it's a set of nine distinct personality um, types with each number denoting one type. And it's common to find yourself... In all of nine types, although one of them should stand out as the closest to you, and that's your basic personality, right? Everyone's born with a dominant type, one of these numbers. That's what they say. That's what they say. Um, now, basically, here are the, the the what the nine are, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna read you what they each are and some kind of some prime traits for each one. And then we'll take the test for each of you guys. So a type one. Oh, and first off, I want you guys to say what you think you are before we do the okay. test. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, and, and then I want you guys to tell me what you think I am. I don't okay. even know okay. what the person is. It's taking me a while, well, actually. Well, he's going to read them all. So oh, type okay. one, principled, purposeful, self-controlled, a perfectionist. Hmm. Type two, generous, demonstrative, people-pleasing, and possessive. Type three, adaptable, excelling, driven, but very image conscious. Type four, expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. Oh, that's, <laughs> wait a second, wait a second, me, me, me. That, me. Would, that would be my, uh, me also. Me also. Uh, type five, perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. Type six is engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. Seven is spontaneous, versatile, acquisitive, like questioning, and it's very scattered. Type eight is self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontra- uh, confrontational. Definitely not me on the decisive. <laughs> Type nine is receptive, reassuring, complacent, and resigned. Who Ooh. are you, Jonathan Ray? Know thyself. What do you, you th- who no do you truth. think you are, Robbie? Ooh. I don't know. I uh, I might go with nine. I don't know. That's I don't a, even remember one. what nine I'm was. I'm going to say a six for you. My wife whispered six or nine, so. Yeah, she I'm, did. I'm She's saying I think six for Robbie. I So people have been trying to peg me, like all my friends that now are now right. into this. 
was there one that you thought maybe for me? One kind of stood out because you are a perfectionist. One is what I have come to uh, think like I am. Here are the taglines. One is called the reformer. Two is the helper. Three, the achiever. Four, the individualist. Five is the investigator. Six is the loyalist. Seven is the enthusiast. Eight is the challenger. And nine is the peacemaker. Okay, you guys want to take this test? Let's see what you are. I was going to say, can we do like a giveaway for listeners if they can guess all the movie references like we throw oh, out all the time that is a great idea <laughs> if we had money and gifts we would totally like once do a that. month we just sure, throw them a t-shirt or something yeah yeah we sure. should do that yeah that would be great sure we can do that they okay well, we're gonna be like off, scouring so, the internet off, for obscure movie hold references. on are you guys ready we're gonna take this yes well, so who's gonna, wait, 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 who's well, going i was gonna say rock paper scissors between the two of you right okay. now here we go one two three shoot Ooh. one two three shoot Okay, Dang it looks it. like it's Robbie. Okay, Robbie, I'm going to ask you a series of questions. These are I I agree or I disagree questions. That's okay. it. None of this crap where it's like a 10 is I strongly agree and one is I don't. And like way, all in the middle, I never. Rock, paper, scissors like a huge thing in Japan. It is. It's, it's like it's they massive. have a whole show really? on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's massive. Like okay. competitions? Anyway, moving yeah, along. Sorry, moving along. Yeah, like Here you go. First question I have high ideals that I try to live up to. I agree or disagree? Agree. What do you mean by ideals? I'm not going to bog us down. I'm just like, like you talk about like, like a, morals. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I deeply fear being disliked or feel unloved by others. I fear that being disliked or unloved. No, I don't. I disagree with that. Okay. If you don't like me, I often put others needs above my own. Hmm. I can't be neutral, can I? He never puts my needs. No, first. the only the only time I do that is for my wife. Everybody else, I'm like, yeah, I'm forget you. <laughs> I disagree. Yeah, I disagree. With I that. don't handle criticism very well. I, that sometimes that's true. Yes, I don't handle uh, criticism very well. I am very ambitious and achievement driven. <laughs> no, <laughs> unfortunately, I see life as a stage and myself as a performer. No, disagree. Okay, that was a Shakespeare reference. I consider myself a people pleaser. No, no. I disagree. I always feel like I don't belong where I am. That's me. Mm, sometimes We're I... We're getting deep. Yeah, sometimes. A little bit. We're getting little deep. Bit. I love receiving attention, admiration, and impressing others. Me. No. Me. Also me. When I make mistakes, I'm very hard on myself. Yeah. I agree with that. I want to possess knowledge and understand my surroundings. Wait, let's go back to that last one. Does self-flagellation count as being hard on yourself? Quiet. <laughs> I want to possess knowledge and... Un- we haven't gotten to the jokester questions yet. Oh, oh, sorry. I want to possess knowledge and understand my surroundings. Yes. Knowledge. <laughs> I feel needed and... I like to feel needed and appreciated by others. Yes. I do like to feel needed and appreciated. I consider myself highly energetic. No. <laughs> no. I tend to romanticize the future. That's definitely uh, not either one of us. I don't know. The future scares me. Because sometimes me. I do romanticize the future. Why not me? I think it looks bleak. Well, and sometimes very, I very scary. You know, have a very bleak outlook on the future too. So you romanticize the future. Do okay. I? Ro- I don't. I know I don't. I lay in bed at night fearing. The if future. you feel hopeful, it's always smooth sailing. It's always like, this is going to happen. Oh, I'm going to get this job. I'm going to start making, I'm going to be here. Yeah, but at the same time, I've got some very bleak outlooks on the future based on experience. So, Is anybody any ginger ale? Okay. 
Okay, I'm gonna say that I'm one. Say that one is like depending on my mood. It depends on my mood, Jonathan. I don't I even think know why I am bent, enough to even answer. Your natural some of these. bent is not to be. Uh, your natural. If somebody gives you an opportunity that you like, your natural bent is to be very optimistic about it. It's not to be like now. I. I. I that the idea of succeeding in that is probably very, very low. If somebody sells you on something, you can well, get excited about it. I. Well, yeah. I mean, it depends right, on how well on they sell. Time. Let's okay, so what do you want? Just what's your gut? I agree or disagree? Let's just go with disagree for now. I struggle to find my place in the world. I kind of agree with Looking that. Looking for reasons. I'm constantly searching for something that will complete to me. My place in this mm, world. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Well, I, I deeply, f- I deeply fear feeling useless or helpless. Uh, I don't really fear that. <laughs> my brother's wife's talking in studio. And we told her not to. We did tell her we not did. to. Hold on, I'm going to power bomb her. Give me one <laughs> second. She always threatens to power bomb my we wife. We're never going to get through this, you two. Okay, sorry. I know, the listeners are going to be like, come on, what the Robbie, heck is this you were the only one to answer this question. Jennifer, shh. I deeply fear feeling useless or helpless. I agree or disagree. These are tough. You I don't know you? myself. <laughs> That's my problem. Think of it this way. Do you want to always make sure you can take care of yourself, defend yourself? Well, yes. So you would fear being okay, helpless. Yes. So Oh, being, oh yeah. I agree. Okay, we, need, makes, we need different phrasing. I am often yeah. preoccupied and absorbed with my thoughts or imaginary constructs. Oh, that's totally me. Mm. Even I know that. Get to you. Oh, sorry. I we don't need to. I don't. These are tough. I don't know myself. Jonathan, is this good radio for this, our listeners? This goes to the. Remember when I said I was not the decisive person? This is classic illustrative. This of is okay. Why I am not just the decisive do gut, guy. gut instincts. My gut. I always second guess my gut. Just go with your gut. Immediate gut. Uh, just say no. Disagree. I fear being lost in life without any support or guidance. Sure, agree. <laughs> I am often cautious and indecisive. Yes, agree strongly. As I'm, I'm constantly looking for ways to fix and improve the world around me. No. I experience a lot of self-doubt. Yes. Agree with that. I have trouble trusting others. I would agree with that. I trust no I one. like keeping myself excited and occupied. You I what was that? I like keeping myself excited and occupied. Yes. I agree with that. I fear I fear being disempowered in some way. Sure, I agree with that. <laughs> I obsessively explore details almost to an extreme. Yes, I agree with that. Strongly agree. <laughs> Strongly I agree. value my freedom and try to avoid commitments if I can. Yes, agree. Oh, I how cons- I have always tried to avoid commitments. <laughs> I consider myself a planner and like having multiple options to choose from. Yes, agree. I like being self-reliant and prefer to avoid depending on others. I Yes, agree. I don't like being controlled or bossed around by others. Agreed. I'm the peacemaker among my friends and family members. Agreed. I avoid conflict and seek harmonious environments. Agreed. I often retreat into my mind or emotional fantasies. Mm. Oh, that's definitely me. No, I disagree with that one. I struggle with being assertive. Sometimes. Um, I'm often impatient and impulsive. No, I'm never impatient or impulsive. I don't like feeling vulnerable or weak. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, let's see what you are. Here we go. Drum roll, James. (laughs) (laughs) 
That was another movie reference. Ah, hold on. Let's take a second. It erased it all. Oh, we got to start over. <laughs> no. John, is this good radio for the listeners? I'm, I'm having a... We'll uh, find out. Well, when James they only doesn't comments. like it because we're not talking about him. No, no, no. I'm actually genuinely... You are a type six. Oh, what is type six again? The loyalist. Ooh, the wife that, called it. The wife called it. She knows me. She knows uh, the better than sweet myself. nothings that he I whispers to her every two. night. <laughs> she said six or nine. I didn't even put a nine in there. I went straight to six. <laughs> you got to give her credit. She's she, only known me she, for about uh, two years now. Of course she She's knows you well. She's caught up to you pretty well. Of course she and knows you well. After 20. She knows you better than I do. She does. These archetypes are... Robbie, okay, oh, Robbie tells her who he really uh, is when they lay in here, bed and I whisper sweet nothings to Journey. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I haven't thought about that. This Whispering is interesting. Sweet nothings to you want to know some other people that have your personality type? Hitler. <laughs> Malcolm, <Hitler. laughs> Mal- Malcolm X. Whoa. Marilyn Monroe. Oh, I like Eminem, Goodbye, Norma Jean. Eminem, Tom Hanks, Mark Twain, Sigmund Freud, and my favorite, Michael Moore. <laughs> Michael Moore? Uh, <laughs> yes. I Michael must go Moore. commit seppuku. <laughs> I've been to Are you going to write a series of poetry? Oh. and you know, That's amazing. While you're disemboweling yourself on a white mat. I don't know about that. Oh but my gosh. Cannot be associated. All right, with let's just pass mine. I don't pass know. Yours? Pass yours. Okay. Pass we'll, I, I, We honest, should do his on the next episode. Well, the thing is about mine. Mine is I don't even. Can I say this really fast? It was funny, Jonathan. I was driving down the road. My dog's with me. He's with me all the time. <laughs> and I think I was listening to some music. It's like music. Turner and Hooch. And I was just sitting there driving down the road. And I was thinking, who am I really? And I was like, I don't even know. <laughs> I a, don't even know. He's I, a total seven. He's a seven. Yeah. Is that what it is? I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I could fit in with anybody anywhere. I mean, I don't know. James, is your a deepest fear is uh, uh, not being true to yourself, not knowing yourself. Yeah, it's yeah. actually kind of disturbing when you think about it. When you're like, it's not disturbing to really? a six. <laughs> yeah, or a one. I, don't think it's <laughs> I think it's just disturbing to sevens. Yeah, probably. Maybe it's just disturbing to <laughs> me. Oh. Okay, well, maybe we'll go on your... Uh, per- I think that I just finally find it interesting. It is interesting. I, what I, I like because it's showing who else has your personality types. I've always yeah. found that interesting. Yeah. What are the, well, see well, who else. well, those people that had personality types were pretty successful that have Some of them are wild. So what are mine? Like street bums? Let's see. <laughs> out, outlaw bikers? <laughs> prison inmates? James would be Jesse James. Let's see. What type we say you are? Type seven? Yeah, type seven. Just is see what, what we, I just want to see what we what assumed kind of would be are. James, which we probably not probably not wrong. We're looking it up right. I now. What was see. the what was the title of seven again? Uh, the enthusiast. Oh yes. So examples: <laughs> <laughs> the Fourteenth Dalai Lama, <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Jefferson, Amelia oh, oh. Earhart. Oh. Uh, um, let's see. John I'm, F. Kennedy, Joe Biden, Joe Biden, <laughs> Uncle Joe, um, Bye, Chad Turner, Bye, Elton John, Mick Jagger, Miley Cyrus, good grief, uh, Brad Pitt, dude, I love uh, me some Brad, Robert Downey Jr., love me some Brad, RDJ, lots of entertainers, Paris Hilton, Larry King, and Simon Cowell. Simon Cowell, at least my yeah. boy Brad. Let's see what. There. Let's see what other type ones there are. So you were a type one. That, I, that's what I think I'm at. I you haven't taken a test? Um, I have, and it's come up with different results every single time. So I've had to... Really? I've had to research what I think I am. So type one. 
Here, well, here's like a. Do you tell me if this fits me? Because my okay. my buddy JJ at the church I work at, he's like another one of the music directors. He's been trying to. He's like soup. He knows all of these. And he's Has always he trying, obsessed? He's always trying to like psychoanalyze me. Is there an anagram of you in his bedroom where he's trying to piece yes. together your personality? It's like all these like red, red pieces. <laughs> yeah, I was red pieces. I was going to buy the red pieces. Do you know what's so funny? We were doing a rehearsal the other night and we were walking and he's like, dude, I finally know what you are. It was because <laughs> it's how I handle myself. Right. And he's just observing. He's like, you're a one. So I'm the reformer. You are uh Ones are conscientious and ethical with a strong sense of right and wrong. They are teachers, crusaders, advocates for change, always striving to improve things, but afraid to make a mistake. Well-organized, orderly, fastidious. They uh, try to maintain high standards, but can slip into being critical and perfectionist. Um, They typically have problems with resentment and impatience. You are very impatient. At their best, they are wise, discerning, realistic, and noble. And can be morally heroic. Oh, he's such a douche. <laughs> <laughs> My basic fear is being corrupted, evil, defective, uh, desire to be good, to have integrity, to be balanced. Um, okay, so here are some other uh, So basically ones. you would turn into Dr. Mangala if you were corrupted. Yes. <laughs> no, actually, I think that would be... That uh, might be a corrupted that, seven. That would be a corrupted seven. Oh, maybe. great. I get to be Mangala. Thanks a lot. <laughs> you <laughs> get Megalomania. to be Mangala. Jonathan, you know I've Jonathan always wanted to pretend to I was Bradley. If, I, if then... I was the, a corrupted one, I would be someone who still like had a set of rules and uh, I would be like... A, you would be Anton Chigar. <laughs> I would be Anton <laughs> He was so... Or the Iceman. He was so <laughs> terrifying <laughs> in that movie. I or, promised uh, your husband... Did oh, you ever watch? I would be from No you Country be, for Old Men. You would be Anton Chagall. Yeah, he Flip had a coin. yeah. Flip, which, like, by the way, it. I read oh, the book. It. Can't even compare to the movie. Movie blew it out of the water. Way, way better. Yeah. Way better. Okay, so here are other ones: Confucius, Plato, <laughs> <laughs> Sir Thomas More, uh, Nelson Mandela, Prince Charles, Kate Middleton, uh, Jimmy Carter, Michelle Obama, <laughs> Hillary <laughs> Clinton. Hey, uh, that's great. Osama, Osama bin Laden. <laughs> Osama bin. I don't even know how they know this. Uh, Henry David Thoreau. Um, let's see. George Harrison, the Beatles. We Noam Chomsky. Um, let's see. Keith Oberman. Mm. Keith Oberman. Tina Fey. Tina Catherine Fey. Hepburn. Uh-huh. Um, Meryl Streep, Harrison yeah. Ford. Meryl Streep. Captain Sully Sullenberg. Oh. Mary Poppins. Mary and Poppins is not I'm a real I'm Mary person. Poppins, and, y'all. <laughs> and Mr. Spock. Mr. Spock. Oh, why do they throw in non-real I don't know. characters? Well, I don't know. His, it was Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy might have been that in real life. Well, maybe. I mean, he. I'm sure he brought so some So basically, Jonathan's people character. are all a bunch of dirtbag politicians. Here's, here's, my, here's my, healthy, my healthy levels. Here's me at my best, guys. Best. I have become extraordinarily wise and discerning by accepting what is. I became transcendentally realistic, knowing the best action to take in each moment. Humane, inspiring, hopeful. And through me, the truth will be heard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in, layman's, so in layman's terms, I'm speaking for the regular man. You like basically became The worst Gandalf. version of Gandalf. myself is co- condemning towards other, punitive, cruel, severe, nervous breakdowns, suicide attempts are likely. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> Generally corresponds to obsessive compulsiveness and depressive personality disorders. So yeah. you're Bill, so you're I have Bill not Clinton. a lot to look forward to. <laughs> Yikes. Don't go worst. dark, Jonathan. Stay no, I was the about light. to say, follow the line. <laughs> follow the line. That's that's my life every day. <laughs> oh my god. How well, do you attempt suicide? I always cracked up at well, that. Well, attempting is 
you don't you don't get you know you do something that doesn't. I mean, if you put a twelve gauge shotgun in your mouth and pull okay, the trigger, okay, you're okay. not gonna. I'm live. gonna cut this off. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I was just we're saying. Not gonna, we're not gonna I go into just, this. I was no. just saying. I'm cutting you off. <laughs> we knew it. I'm yellow flagging suicide. you right now. Yellow card. <laughs> yellow card. He's you been have yellow. been silenced. <laughs> yellow card. Somewhere, Jonathan, I have, Sil- a, I have I an audience of fans. Mind. They're like, man, I love that guy. <laughs> like a seven, he thinks he has fans. <laughs> I, I really have nobody. You I, know I'm going to get a series you... of death threats tonight. Yeah, no joke. You want to know why I think you had different outcomes? Huh. Because the perfectionist in you would answer the way you want yourself to be. Yeah. Probably. That's why you have different outcomes. Probably. I was a seven before. Uh, you have some seven in you, I was though. an eight. Um, I don't remember what an eight was. I've never scored a one. Really? You definitely have some. I think because you're, you're answering the way you want yourself to be. Yeah, probably. And you're striving to be that way. The I'm perfectionist. perfectionist. And then if you're like Absolutely. me, you don't even really know what you are. Okay. Do you guys want to see the get? So I, everybody's yes. listening. I went yes. to London for a week and uh, I bought you guys some things that uh, I have been wanting to <laughs> give you guys. I keep forgetting. Okay. Okay. I had a boss thing for your dad too. Everybody's the listening. first thing Our is whole five listeners. I decided to get you guys some light reading. Oh, so I, I like, love light reading. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> a mini book. It's a mini book. book is about three I wish inches people tall. See this. Three. For James, I got you the poems of the Great War, written by soldiers in the trenches. Ooh. Actually, that'd be interesting. I'm going to read you one. I've come to the borders of sleep, the unfathomable deep forests where we all must lose. Our way, however straight or winding, soon or late, I cannot choose. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think like it's very interesting. Robbie? You know, as a side piece to uh, the Great War, I yes. have Battlefield 1. I love it. Yes. And it really made me want to learn more about World War One because I feel like World it's, War One's it's awesome. forgotten. Uh, well, at least the stories of the soldiers it, right. are... It, obviously, it's not awesome that millions of people yes, died, but, yes, 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 but yes, it, it made me really want to get back into learning about because I it's kind of glossed over in comparison to World War II. So I've done like True. a lot of research. Well, not a lot, but I've started digging into, you know, the what led up to it and yeah. ramifications of it and all that. It definitely was all because of video game. And don't let anybody tell you out there, listeners, that video games won't teach you something. See that? I learned, learned about World War One through video games. You did. And so to reward you, I got you Tolstoy's War and Peace. No way. You know yep. I'm halfway through this book for real. Are you really? Yeah. It's the like the truncated version. I've, did you uh, know that his that the original title for oh, War and Peace neat. was War? What is it, it is. good for? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. His girlfriend wanted him to change it to War. What is well, it good for? Well, let Snopes fact check <laughs> that one. That's also a that's uh, a television reference. So for your dad, because he's the general. And for those of you that don't know uh, Jeff Farster, he is the general. He barks yes. orders, and we all obey. I got him the quotable Winston Churchill, the Ooh. collection of wit and wisdom. Oh, I, he at, will my, love that. at my dad's age, you'll have to have a magnifying glass to read it. Yeah, unfortunately. You know what's one of my favorite uh, Winston Churchill quotes? He says, um, "He says all men are worms, but I am a glowworm." <laughs> that's, a real, that's, a that's a great, great quote. one. Yes, so I still did. love what he so, said. To that so woman. that's a typical I'll, seven. I'll give this to your dad. I'll give this to your dad. Right here. Yeah, you need to give it to uh, him. Personally. Here's the other thing that. I got you guys. This is kind of fun. So, at uh, Windsor, which is where the royal family spends part of the year, it's a castle. They had a um, outside of St. George's um, Chapel. 
they had all of these coats of arms of different families in England. And I found both of your names on a coat of arms. Get out of here. With uh, a family name with a meaning on the back. So James, as you can see, has the lion on the front. Hold on. I'm going to read the back. I like that. The back says that uh, the meaning is the son of James. And then the um, earliest record found is from 1187. And the motto of your uh, house is the conqueror, the victor. Oh, I like that. Now, Robbie. Okay. I have a Robert. I'm excited. Okay. Robert, you also have one large lion Ooh, on the front like of yours. It. Me likey. And yours is uh, the meaning is also the son of Robert. Uh, old German for Rodbert, which means fame bright. The earliest record is found in 1186 in the Doomsday Book. The do- what is yes. the Doomsday Book? And your motto is, I think, I, I'm pretty sure this is like an uh, <laughs> Anglo-Saxon, but it's like, Juk Yalmin, and it means go forward. Go forward. Oh, I like that. Isn't that pretty yes, cool? I do I like don't even that. have a tattoo, but that'd be kind of a cool one. But yeah, I was, when I found this, I was like, Dude, I like, I was like it. You guys just like that. Dude, I'm gonna in read the mini this. books. I thought it's like James there, needs a mini book of poetry. I have never seen a mini book like this, but it is a legit book. It's a legit book. Yeah. So for any of the listeners who have attempted to read War and Peace, like myself, there's like 17 or 20 major characters. Yeah, it's a lot. And you've got, they have like the book I have. It has. Wait, that's the whole book. That little bitty no, book. No, oh, no, no, no. It's, a, it's like a um, not uh, even close. It's a shortened version. Oh, so it has like no joke. I think it's about twenty five major characters, and there's a flow chart in the front of the book yeah. that I have to keep track of it. And it's a uh, hard read. I'm like seven hundred pages in. This I've is never read it entirely. Years. And uh, I do want to finish it because actually is a really good book. It's just really long. So maybe we'll end the podcast with a random Winston Churchill quote. Who uh, I went through the war rooms, and uh, I was just blown away by Winston Churchill again. Very great man. Oh, this is a great one to to end the podcast with. So we'll end this episode with this right here. Men occasionally stumble over the truth, but most of them pick themselves up and hurry off as if nothing had happened. Wow, it's true. Pretty good. It's good. <laughs> How did he know to write about me? <laughs> oh man alright well, well it, was, it was fun well, chatting this with was you guys fun, so we're back Yeah, we're back we'll do this again sometime soon Robbie thank, thank you, you for joining us thank you for having me we'd on. love to have you again we'll, uh, we'll podcast live as Tiffany's giving birth in the living room remember your breathing remember your breathing <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, she'll be screaming obscenities at John. Screaming, you're never touching me again. (laughs) On a side note, sure, don't Google birth videos. Uh, I've watched one. You know, Robbie got messed up for a while over that. Dude, no, he watched. Disturbed me. He watched as a kid and actually got seriously disturbed. Nightmares. It didn't give me nightmares, but it like. It, I don't know. It, it affected me. It, it affected me. It, it affected me. It has I went up, scarred my psyche. <laughs> I went upstairs after uh, doing some research because I was like, I got to know about some stuff. I was no, like, Jonathan. I was like, I just Googled. I was like different types of birth. Oh, gosh. And I walked upstairs and I must have walked in like so sullen and like <laughs> battle fatigued. Because <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany was like, Tiffany was like, what's wrong? And I was like, 
I, I may have googled it. some things I shouldn't have googled. And she was like, "Did you watch birthing videos?" I was like, "Maybe." She was like, "Never do that again." I'm gonna tell you this. And I was like, "I, I was watched, like, I'm scared." You can't see a, that. Uh, no. I watched a man get his snickerdoodle turned into hoo hoo dilly. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what, that was no walk in the park. The the shim surgery. I was like, okay, I'm going to stop. Why this did here. I even watch? It was like you. I literally was like, here. why did I even watch? I'm going to stop this, this here. We, hold on. Stop. Stop. We need another stop. quote. We need another quote. quote. We need another quote. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, James. We need another quote. I've just hold been on. dragging us oh, into the golly. trench all day. <laughs> hold on. I mean, wasn't even trying Boom. to be perverted. I was just genuinely curious. Oh. In a perfect one. This is like the Bible. I just opened it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the you best. Start a thing. Churchill Here church. We go. <laughs> short words are best. And the old words when short are best of all. Thank you. He Winston. also said, personally, I like short words and vulgar fractions. <laughs> so I had a vulgar fraction. So I guess James would also oh, fond of that. All right. All right. Uh, if you've made it through this far, um, Hello, mom. Thank you for listening. <laughs> oh, your mother's listening. I'm I sorry. Don't know. I'm just thinking. That I'm sorry. That, that was, uh, get that was not me. That was Robbie that watched uh, that. Thank you, guys. And we will talk sometime soon. Yes. And uh, farewell. Hopefully have some uh, some fun conversations in the future. See you guys. Adios. Adios. Bye-bye.